Hello, you wonderful inbred toothless weasels, and a tremendous, fantastic welcome to episode 10 of Whippets and Flat Caps with me, Will Perry, and these two shithouses, John Wilkin and Mark Flanagan. Don't forget to download the podcast from iTunes, Podbean, and your podcast provider. Leave us a review, make sure it's a great one. Only five out of five stars will do. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at WhippetsRL. Episode 10. That's episode 10. And what a bold start to episode 10. <laughs> yeah. Will Double Perry not, not in the mood to make uh, friends in, no, in rugby league? No, he's certainly going to endear himself yeah. to the, the working class public of the North who support rugby league. Well done, Jack. Uh, Will. Yes, Will, yeah. Uh, yeah 10, 10 double figures, which is actually, Mark, more appearances on the podcast for you than in a Salford shirt this season. So congratulations to you as well. There's only been nine matches for us. Exactly, but John's played everyone. Um, how, John, after we spoke about, and you were like, ah, oh, not a problem, not an issue playing Friday, Monday. Still still no yeah, qualms no, with that? Not at all. No, I, I, I think, look, I, I said this, I think it's a mental challenge more than a physical challenge. Don't get me wrong. If you pick up an injury on the Friday, being able to play on the Mondays is nigh on impossible. That being said, well, if you come through Friday, okay, Monday for me is a mental challenge and, and more so going into this weekend's games it is a mental challenge, not a physical challenge. And uh, mentally, I feel feel fresh. It's easier when you win both games, isn't it? You know, when, when you've come through that period and won two games, I think going into that third game is easier mentally and physically. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's a problem. I don't think there's been as much noise from players or from people within the game about the Easter period being a problem. I think coaches have been less vocal about it. And the coaches who have got a problem with it have just rotated the squads behind the scenes and not really had a huge amount to say about it. Whereas in years gone by, we've had every, every man and his dog come out and say what a terrible thing the Easter period is. I think the fans love it. And for me as a player, I love it. And that's just my opinion. We would ask Mark about playing Tunga, but he had to have a little little rest in the after. Well, he's one, been, you know, he's game. been his work rate was 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 very high in the games leading up to Easter. He played some long minutes in the middle, and, and I'm sure Ian Watson wanted to to rest Mark and, and freshen him up. They've got some big games coming up. I think Leeds, if you're going to rest players, maybe a game against Leeds where they weren't fancy to win anyway. Um, it's probably not a bad time to do that if you think about it. You... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was that we were like not fancy to win, so we didn't really put our best team out. I think um, myself, Lee Mossop, and Craig Kopjack had played a lot of minutes, like John had said. We we're probably getting on a bit. Uh, we had plenty of fresh bodies in in our position in the middle, and um, it was a good opportunity to rotate the squad and um, maybe put a few new faces in there that might, might have suited a game plan against Leeds a bit better. Um, in the wet, we wanted to play with a lot of angles, a lot of offload, um, and, and, and some fresher bodies to play big minutes. And unfortunately for me, I had to miss out. I, I put my hand up to play, as did the other lads. Um, but no, you actually, do you actually? Yeah, that? I literally just had my hand up for about two hours in yeah, the chair. Like, we'll, we'll come around to you in a minute. Yeah, it's, come around to you, Mark. Not, not yet. Yeah. Um, pick me, pick me, pick me, like me. Um, but yeah, the, the lads put a good effort out against Leeds, but you know we, we weren't really good enough in, in the in the key areas. Which actually, but I mean, as as much as we sort of take the piss out of Mark sitting at home eating his Easter eggs rather than actually doing his job on a on a rugby pitch, mm. on a serious note, it is something we want to talk about. And we should, everyone in the room, applaud John Wilkin for not only his 400th St. Helens appearance, but his 401st um, yeah, well appearance in a, in a St. Helens Very shirt. Well done, John. Does, a round, does a round of applause work? It does. Let's do it. I'll clap it for a minute. Look how hard I'm clapping. I'm, I think mm. that. I think. So. I was actually doing a game on the BBC while Woodsy and Tanya from uh, BBC fame were commentating on the, the, the Wigan Saints mm. derby, Saints-Wigan derby. And 
there was a little interview with you before with Tanya and you were like, well, oh, doesn't mean anything. You know, oh. last night I had 399 appearances. Today I've got 400. Doesn't mean, you, you, the classic Wilkin, just playing it down. But that is an unbelievable achievement, John. No, I, I think, look, playing Super League full stop for me was an achievement. The, the number of games I play is, is something that I think in time I'll reflect on. But right now I'm not sentimental about it at all. And I, I don't mean... I don't mean to downplay acknowledging the achievement of playing a, a number of games in Super League. I think that is a, you know, is an achievement. Um, but I'm not sentimental about the number. I think in life, a human sort of condition is we, we get attached to numbers and what they mean, and and there's landmarks of numbers. Is 400 games any better than 399? No, it's a landmark. It's a century. We're, 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 you know, we're, we're conditioned That's like to like. We don't, I don't want to celebrate Christmas or your birthday. No, no, it's not at all. Because I was saying what I don't like to celebrate is just the fact it's a, re- a big round number that, you know, I, I'm content with where my career has been and is going and 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 is, and and I don't need the number of appearances to support that. That being said. 400 appearances for one club, um, you know, I think it shows an element of loyalty. There's been opportunities for me to leave that club. There's been opportunities for me to get paid more to play rugby league elsewhere. And, and you know, I'm proud that I stood by a club that I believe in and, and they stood by me. And that, that loyalty in that respect has been a two-way uh, It's street. not that common in sport these days, I don't think. I, I have to take my hat off to John for... Doing it, doing what he's, he's done. Wearing for, a lot of hats recently. Yeah, well. I have. Yeah, because cover up my bald head. Um, to to do what he's done at Saints for so long. Like we said, loyalty in sport it's it's um, it's quite rare these days. Whether it's from the side of the club to a player, you know, if you're playing badly, that they'll easily ship you out. And and likewise, if you get offered more money or different opportunities elsewhere. So I reckon that's a probably testament to his character that he's, he's Loyal, stuck there loyalty so long. is is always perceived as a one way, maybe one way thing, but it's a two way thing in in life and in sport, isn't it? So you contribute a value to the club. The club acknowledge that value and, and remunerate you for the right amount. And then that loyalty exists for a period of time. Um, if you don't do the business, the clubs aren't loyal, are they? There's not, no. a, there's not, a, there's not a two-way sort of transaction. You know, the, the clubs are, are only as loyal when you're doing your job. And well, I've been really proud to do my job for St. Helens for, for a number of years. And Have you had to reinvent yourself at times then? Yeah, look, being adaptable... Um, in sport for me is probably the reason why I'm still playing that being um, I did make the comparison to myself of being like a, a, a really resilient poo that you can't flush mm. that you try to flush like white like, dog poo you just, you no 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 one of... that you, you a human oh, one that you try like to flush and you can't flush it it keeps yeah. coming back that's how I would compare yeah, myself yeah. I can so there was, that, if yeah. I was attaching myself to any imagery for people out there it, it would be, be that moment where you're looking in the back yeah. And you think, God, that's still there. How is that still there? Yeah. Maybe put some more roll on top of it. Try again. Just the nasty shit does. that keeps hanging around. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's me. And I, actually, just turning up. Just keep turning up. In life, just keep turning up. And be happy. I think you're being Turn very hard on yourself, John. No, no. As much as I'd love to agree with all of that. I just think I think it's an un, an unbelievable achievement. But but the, the topic I want to get into is... and Well, you want to get into it. We all want to get into it. Is, is sort of preservation and how... This has been this has been coming for a few years under a, a number of different coaches. Is it something that you have to manage? You know, playing a little bit I, less than you. I would think do? you become smarter as you get older as a player. Mm. You probably when you first come into the team, you're like a, a rabbit caught in the headlights. You, you're just running around everywhere. You, you, it's all a rabbit old. caught in the headlights stand still, Mark. Yeah, but <laughs> it's a terrible example. It's another classic Where, Flanagan moment. Like a puppy. Yeah, we, we, we like, like a puppy. Like a puppy, puppy dog. Yeah. 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 Wait, well, you no, know, you caught in, in the, the headlights. headlights. 
and you stand still and freeze yeah. and then you like and, pump. and then the headlights <laughs> go away and yeah. then you just and then like, it's like you're running around no, everywhere you, you're all energy. and then you exert a lot of energy yeah yeah and then on. you don't use your energy as efficiently as you, sh- as you should but then you learn the game better and then you you learn how to better use your energy and better use your skills and that's the thing that's what you're the, doing the your ironic game. thing is at the start of your career in a professional career usually and this is i'm talking usually there's there's exceptions to this and we'll maybe have a talk about some of these exceptions but you're usually physically great as in you're fit and strong and you'll run forever and you're faster and you you know all those things but but the, your, your brain isn't or you're not at that capacity you haven't got that capacity to direct that energy in the right areas mm. i'd say the older i've got the more able i've been to direct my energy into the right areas and i've directed it into different areas initially when i came into the team at st Helens, my job was completely different it was it was to be energetic to be high work rate to try really hard around all the class players around me and, and my job wasn't anything other than that and in time it changes and I think being adaptable in life and sport is really important and understanding um, how to change and when to change yourself and also when to retain things that you do really well and, and, and stick with them. I think that's crucial for me. And that's one of the reasons I've had a career in the sport that I have, I think, is, is, is that. I've, I've, I've do, you, do you spend less time trying to wind up opponents? Um, now, yeah, I, yeah I'm more that, save that energy. Wind up, he's seen you. More selective, yeah. yeah. I'm, um, so you just get the easier targets, the ones that are easier to wind up, and then just yeah. Well, what I like to do is if there's a young player who's who's not really particularly been around, like we had Johnston, the, the hooker for Witness on Monday, and he's grown a mustache. And so you I, bullied a young lad? No, no. I just mentioned his mustache and how sleazy it was looking, yeah. and um, he knows Mark Percival, and he was like, uh, just before the game was about to kick off, uh, Wilkins. You know, he, 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 he tapped me on the shoulder walking out the tunnel and he said, my God, that moustache is disgusting. And uh, if that maybe did his, did its job, I'm happy. It just stays in his head for the yeah, first time. Yeah, just he was thinking about how bad his tash was looking for yeah. maybe three or four minutes. So you're just take, <laughs> Nasty guy, really. Taking advantage of a young kid, trying yeah. to... Abusing his, young 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 boys. Give him some head. Yeah, I, I, look, yeah, I think it's there's loads of tactics we use. Mm. Uh, no, but so what I want to get stuck into with that is... You've had different coaches over the years. So it, even the difference between Kieran Cunningham and, of course, Justin now. Yeah. How how are you managed by them? Is it is it you that does the management? Like you know, like you tell them I, I can only play this amount of time. This is what this is how I want to train. This is what I want to do. This is what no. I want to eat. It, it, do you manage yourself more? No, not, in your not old at all. Age? No, no. I would play every minute of every game if I could, because I'm a rugby player. I, I, I don't like watching games. Mm. I, I, you know, as Mark will tell you, you know, when there's nothing more excruciating than doing all the preparation and then watching parts of games go by. So for me, I've learned this year that that, that maybe me watching parts of a game and, and being on the bench and, and taking some time to recover and, 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 and absorb maybe what's happening has been has been a good f- for my performances. Um, and your longevity. Yeah, yeah, well, look, you're playing half a game. Like the, the you guys get, you get play, more quality out, I think, when yeah, you play lesser true. minutes in, in our position. So you play loose forward in the middle. We're fitter than the bigger guys. So we, we do a lot more defence, a lot of more of the dirty jobs. And then with the ball, we run around putting players on. And it's, it's very tiring work. So if you play too long, you end up being sloppy, you end up missing tackles. Your optimum levels uh, are reduced for 20, 30 minutes of a game. So sometimes you're better off playing 40, 50 minutes to have more quality, I think. Yeah, and it's like having capacity. Everybody has a certain capacity in you. And if you fall over the end of your capacity and you f- you completely gas yourself, then you know you can't recover from that. And I think 
one thing Justin's been conscious of is is, is managing my energy levels better and and uh, managing all of our substitutions better. And I, I think, look, I've I've found it, it as Flash rightly says it, your quality ends up going up. And I think that's just smart coaching. I think when you when you're younger, like I said, the younger sort of the early years of your career, things things are slightly different. Your job's different. Um, and you know, I, like I said, I would like to play every minute of every game, and that's not, you know, saying that I'm unhappy doing what I'm doing now. Uh, that's just how I feel. Um, but I'm, but there's a bigger thing, and contributing to the team is to do what's best for the team. And if the team gets best, the best out of me, playing shorter minutes, adapting what I do, and doing less, but in turn doing more, then that's what I'll do. So what what's deteriorated for you? Because you're saying that you like you actually don't mind the time on the sides looking. Tactically you probably become wiser in your older age, but what, what starts to go then? I mean, you seem to me fitter than you've been I mean, you you're a mentalist in the gym. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm enthu- in what it is enthusiasm. Not just the enthusiasm um day to day is the biggest challenge. Not not enthusiasm to do the job, but to train. It's just You've got to be at a certain level of arousal, not like that, Will, but yeah. you've got to be at a certain level every day just to go and want and will to, to do the things you've got to do. And that it's starts not, to go. It's not a natural process, rugby league. So standing opposite someone, sprinting at them and, and, and rolling around in the mud with, 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 you know, with, with lads, you know, it's not natural. When you just want to have so a cup of tea one when morning, you have a rational, you have a day where you're thinking rationally and you go, what, this is... <laughs> what am I doing? This is stupid. But the game You always have those thoughts though throughout yeah. your career. But I think as you get older You become more sensible. Yeah. I have the any walk of life or any different I know the word rational, but you can all have those thoughts in the like, I sit in the office go, well, what am I doing? Yeah. But I guess when you when, like you it's say less, a, it's lower risk though sitting in an office than True. No, but I mean no, but I mean the point I make other. is that you, for example, on a Tuesday morning will be there, as you've just said, rolling around in the mud at the age of thirty four thinking like what? What? An, uh, this is. As you, I get it. It's not but normal. You always That's got a choice. Yeah. Mm. No, but you always. Not, he doesn't have to play anymore. But you're, no. Exactly. You're not going to do that for much longer, are you? You only got. No, no. Whatever, I, yeah. No, no. I'd, but the thing with this year is one thing it's taught me is that doing half the amount of work what you used to do at a better quality might well get the best out of me. You um, still get paid the same. I as naturally well, don't you? try and find complications in things. You still get paid the same. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's one of my downfalls is I've always tried and complicate my role. When I think what I've learned in time is that the simple stuff is is best for me, mm. and um, I got to credit Justin with that. You know, he, he acknowledged that. So you really. simplify things. Let yeah. go. On, but give an give an example. Well, like for example, when we didn't have players in the team who could kick the ball particularly well. Now, naturally, if if they, that wasn't going so well, I'd try and and help and contribute and and have an impact. And it's probably to my detriment. You know, people would would criticize me for for trying to to do what's right for the team you know Gary Schofield's not a big fan of your kicking game I couldn't so. yeah well, couldn't go, go bothered finish that sentence no I'm not really I'm not going to get drawn on Gary Schofield he was a great player wasn't he, <laughs> he um, was. also does a podcast actually doesn't he Gary Schofield mm. so, is it good um, yeah. don't know have a I'll, I'll give it a go um, but I remember I called you the day after the, the derby mm. uh, so it would have been what the Saturday morning and I found it interesting that this was this was early doors. I was driving off to do a game. I was driving off to Birmingham somewhere, you, and you were at ten o'clock, already back in the gym, mm. which I found surprising because, all right, and I know it was recovery and so on, but that was such an intense game, mentally, 
I was still thinking about it the next day just from watching it and listening yeah. to it. And then you guys are all back in the gym like it's just another normal day at the office. Yeah, but that's, that's what we do. That's improvements that's, in sports science and, and how we prepare for matches. Yeah. We've, we've, I don't just mean the recovery. I mean, it's the fact that you're all in. There's no kind of like, wow, just, let's just take a deep breath and realise what we've just been through. Yeah, and I think in a normal week, there's more time to just breathe and take stock of things. But Easter is just magnifies you, you, the, the the cycle you, you condense a week's cycle into maybe two days mm. so we had to recover and get right from under so we did a bit of analysis a bit of review a bit of preview a bit of gym which sort of condensed a lot into one day and I think actually activity and, and keeping moving and, and keeping busy is better for your mentality than just you know rest I think the biggest fallacy in life is that rest is going and laying down in your bed mm. having a lie in you know, and, and taking things easy. I, I just think that is nonsense. I love a lot. Yeah. I think mentally, <laughs> yeah, yeah I love mentally it. get up and challenge yourself in a different way. Do something different. Get up, do, do, you know, whatever it is. Take your dogs for a walk. I've got dogs, whatever. Not a big yeah. deal. How many? Smoke Two. your little vape thing that you started smoking recently um, as well. Well, whatever you want. He spatted that one away, didn't he? Whatever. Yeah, no, what dogs vape, look, vape thing. Barley and blue. Which is your favourite? Is that the flavour in the blue? vape? Why? What? Blue's my favourite dog. Favorite dog. Yeah, Why? absolutely. Why? If if I if there was a gun to both my dog's head and I had to pick, it's, I'd pick blue. It's, you wouldn't so, say Barley. No, I pick survive. blue to survive the shooting. Why? Because uh, I like blue more than Barley. Why? Why? Because blue is emotionally is. genuine as a dog. Barley's in, more insecure. She's more needy. Um, a bit like you and Will. Well, it's funny. Cause <laughs> it's funny because no, what I'm, that was a compliment to you, Mark. Well, Barley's I'm my favourite, so that says it says a lot. No, you're me. not needy. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying oh. Will was needy. Yeah, yeah, I'm needy. I, I like, that, I love that might well have just disproved uh, that. Oh, come theory. on, mate. Look, um, best friends. Yeah, yeah. I think smart coaching to just to cut back yeah. is the acknowledgement of your resources and getting the best out of those resources. And I will run myself into the ground. I'll break myself. Why are you so weird like that? Because, Mark, you, go on, you, explain it. You, you say to me a lot that he's just weird in the gym. He's just a... I'm not weird in the gym. No, 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 no. Weirdly strong. He's weirdly strong. No, he's not weirdly strong. John pushes himself more than I think anybody I've played or trained with. Um, so I think he's got voices in his head that says, like, don't give up, don't give up. Yeah. But to, which is which is what most of us have. But I think John takes a, a couple of levels on most people. Potentially schizophrenic. No, yeah, we're definitely, yeah, we're all weird. You play rugby, you're weird. Yeah. No, well, here's an example. We went, we went to New York on a stag do for five we? days. Won't, won't, won't give you any more details. I can't then, mention then stag do with again. Joe Rigby no, 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 and the boys. No, 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 People at home are just going, right, come on. My point, oh, my mate's sitting there having a roulette. Who's going to be mentioned next? Joe Rigby's been crying. Mm. My po- Anyway, my point of that was that you then ran a marathon in yeah. New York while yeah. we were all spending the next three weeks recovering he chooses to put himself in these emotional and no no I like and, and mental, I like ba- mental challenges I like it when yeah, it does. when everything in your rational brain is going this is wrong this is this. You, you shouldn't be doing this and I like challenging that and going nah I'll do it like Monday prime example is Friday to Monday Easter it's easy to wake up on Monday and feel sore and, and I think well I'm going to approach this game like and just turn my mind off, and do instinctively what I would do, because have you always been like that? Yeah, I've been. I right. I, there's, there's, I want to be like that, but no, I, there's stuff I think, and again, something that we might well talk about is what makes um, a mindset like that, and how you develop a mindset like that. And I'm not saying mine's any different to anybody else who plays the game, but I've always embraced tough situations I, I I almost enjoy them more than when it's easy when when things are hard the, I enjoy because when you win it's, it's, it's better I think yeah. when you've but had you, to you, put yourself you like through that? 
yeah, to a certain extent. Everybody yeah, everybody is, yeah. I think. No, I, don't, I, I don't think you are. I don't think you are as... as I don't just... I am, yeah. yeah. As, as Not as much as I'm this, not as mental as him, but yeah. no, to a certain extent. I used to remember at Saints, we used to do a yo-yo test at the start of every pre-season, and the last two would always be John and Robes, and mm. they used to have to stop the yo-yo test because they'd just do it, continue until they fainted. Now, a yo-yo test like is, a similar, to, test, is to, similar, similar to a bleep yeah. test. And I remember asking, asking Robes afterwards, like when what's going through your mind when you go into those latter stages? And he said, I just imagine someone's kidnapped my children and I'm chasing after them. Yeah, or, or imagines that they're trapped in a burning car and he's running towards them. <laughs> yeah, James Robbie said is, that. Yeah, well, to be bizarre. able to put your, your, your yeah. mental state in, in in that position, so you actually believe it. But yeah. my brain would just go like, no, they're not. Exactly. No, they're not. Exactly. No, no, but you've got to then, your brain and this will exactly mm. is your brain intercepts your body in sport well before your body wants to quit mm. so your body's capable of so much more than everybody acknowledges mm. but your brain gives up before your body and a lot of what you're asking me about longevity and, and, and maybe why I've played at the top is that I've I understand when my brain is fucking with me mm. and trying to stop me from doing something mm. and I can sort of get in the way of that, yeah, and but that's something you've that. learned to do. Yeah, I think you have to learn to do it, and also that I know, like Mike said about voices. When I'm playing sport, I am talking to myself, mm. and I'm, ch I'm I'm almost having a conversation <laughs> with myself because your brain is going stop. Like this is mad. You're tired. Like put your you know, and then I think my 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 my, my subconscious like, is like sh yeah, just let's get crack on. What, what's wrong with you? And that's that. That's not uncommon. I know you look. I've actually heard straight. John in matches like speak to himself, say, "Come on, John, you can do it. <laughs> Come on, Johnny so. boy." <laughs> and he beats his J chest J and then carries JW, on. Come on, when are you going to quit? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Really? No. I don't believe you. No, I don't know. You must have thought about it. Yeah, I've thought about, about everything every um, minute of the day. At the start of the season, I think I was more inclined to say it would have been the end of this year but as the years got going I've enjoyed the season I think I'd like to play again yeah yeah I mm -hmm. think so exclusive well because, because I mean so what your contract's up at the end of the season yeah yeah, yeah that, I mean I'd like to play rugby league next year yeah um, Saints at Saints well, that's there. That's up to them. No, but I mean, you, you wouldn't want to leave if they wanted to keep you, would you? No, like I said, loyalties. Do you want to put it, a, a plea to thing. the board at Saints now? And not say. really. <laughs> Come on. Pleading. No, no, no but I, but I'm not trying to put you on the spot in that sense. I just no. think that you, you you seem to me, even over this last year, um, and you've had a lot going on, that you're you're, you're so focused. Mm. You're still physically very fit. Saints are smashing it. It just makes absolute sense, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'd, you get on I'd, very well with Justin. Yeah, and no, I think people are quick to retire. Actually, um, and I just think I'm, I'm, me and Flash and, and this group of players now. We're the first group of players who've come through an entire system where we've had investment in medical sort of stuff, facilities, and 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 what and know how and sports science, and we've been full time for our full careers and. And and all of those things, rehab and prehab and all of these things, nutrition and hydration and all of these things, we're the first sort of group of players who've really had all of that in the mixing pot. It's not like, say, for example, Chris Joint, when he was playing at Saints and they had, at the start of his career, they were eating steak and chips, you know, after training and they yeah, train on nights. Yeah, but saying that, 
it's also during our career that, 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 that we've been become bigger, stronger, faster athletes, and there's been bigger workloads placed on each player during a match. Yeah. Like, back in the 80s and 90s, players wouldn't make 40 tackles a game and 10, 15 hit-ups. They wouldn't put the bodies through that, so... No, but you have to then now adapt or so, die, but, don't But you? each has probably caught with each other then. Yeah, yeah, but I, I just think we, there's more advancements in recovery methods and, and preparation to play... Uh, and and those things have allowed me to continue to play because mm. um, at the end of the day my body is you know it's break not breaking down but I've slowly I've, yeah. I've had sixteen surgeries mm. in my career, um, you know that that's just a, a sort of a consequence of but playing. But that's, that's your physical being's going to deteriorate yeah. during career anyway. Yeah, yeah. But and mentally, I think John's is 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 top notch and, and that's what it's good to see longer, him, isn't it? him come back from you know he got a head clash, um, got knocked out a few <laughs> I weeks heard ago. About this, yeah. It's I good to the, see him back. Does that back head clash nearly, knock all your hair out? <laughs> nearly, nearly up in to fact, full Mark, strength. You mentioned that head. Just turn, just turn your head a little bit because you actually still have a. a a hole from John Wilkin on the I've side got, of your yeah, head. I've got four stitches in my side of the Still head. Still there, isn't it? I was trying to get inside his head. Was it? <laughs> you literally way, did get in inside his head. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't come off though, I continued playing. What happened was, my subconscious said, oh, you're injured, come off the field. But I said, no, carry mm. on. Whereas John's subconscious said, get off, and he went, okay. Do a lot of sportsmen t- and women tell me that when you know, you know, in terms of giving up. Mm. Do, do you think that that is, is that just a cliche? Um, I think everyone's different. Well, I, I, I don't. I think there is a point where you go, uh, this is it, I'm done. And and um, I had a good chat with Gareth Ellis at Mark's wedding, who's just a legendary player. And he, he said he wasn't sure. You know what I mean? He wasn't. He, he, he struggled getting up for games, that's what he said. Yeah. And he was at a game warming up and he just didn't feel it. He didn't feel enthused to be there. I spoke to him during that season. We played Hull away and Gaz was injured for the match. And I said, how's it going? How's the body? How, how are we feeling with everything? And he said, oh, I'm just a bit over it, to be honest. We played a team a few weeks ago and I just I just couldn't get up for it. Mentally, I just, I just didn't want to play. And he said, I'm going to try and get myself motivated for the back end of the season, but I think this could be my last year. And fortunately for them, they got to the Challenge Cup final and, and won that. And I think the fact that they had carrots of uh, winning silverware really spurred him on. But I, I, having sports to him during the season, he just wasn't in the right that, mental that place. Was, and I think that's a big mentally. difference between you and him because you, you're a long time retired. Mm. And if you've still got that hunger to play and you still think you can play, I think... There's that regret, is there? You know, like if you I don't do think give that, up. Yeah, no, I don't no, think only, if you do, think if you give up and then you think, mentally, well, why have I mentally, done that? Mentally, if mentally you give up, you you've gone. Hmm. Physically, you, you, you basically your body follows your mind, and if your mind's gone, your body's gone in yeah. sport, and 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 it it's a common thing. Your mental approach to your job in sport has to be exquisite, and you have to really. Honestly, deep down, not just to face value, not me sat here now going, I want to play again. You've got to have hunger and desire inside you that it, when it's really tough, when it's a January 6th and you're rolling around in the mud, it's freezing. There you go, Great that's day. weird. Yeah. But, so, no, <laughs> Epiphany. When we're, you know, those mornings, you've got to get up and want want to do it. Mm. Because you can't it's, it's too cruise, hard otherwise. You if can't you do it half hours, you can't life, cruise no. through it. No. No. But, and but, in big matches, you can't. You can't play less than 100% committed. Cause but what we're trying to get out. to there is is you guys probably don't, well, you definitely don't know what it is going to be like in, John, maybe three years for you, two years for you, Mark, in what, three, four years for you. You don't know what, what that is going to be like when this has gone. And it's poignant, isn't it, in, in this day and age with sportsmen and women who really struggle yeah. post, the, post their sport. 
there's a big thing for me that there's 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 a real challenge in sport and professional sport and rugby league's no different. I mean, we've got the Commonwealth Games starting. We've we've got the the Masters is underway, and, and all sports. I think there's a prerequisite where you are almost expected to have a really narrow focus. And by that, what I mean is that sport consumes you. This is what I do. You dedicate every part of your life to this. And and, and I think that is such a dangerous mindset to have. I think a champion mindset. Uh, yeah. I think for the handful of people in the world, there might be five, ten people in the world who that works for completely, where... Just where they're completely consumed by the sport, um, it works. And and maybe, and you've got to be a certain type of person. Maybe mm. a Johnny Wilkinson was 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 cut from that cloth. You know, you look at an egotist, you're an egotist, don't you? Yeah, Ronaldo, Ronaldo great example. Uh, no, I don't think you're an egotist. No, I, I think you just completely dedicated, itself. infatuated with being the best. And like John said, not every athlete can get away with that. No. Uh, and I I actually think I've played and enjoyed my rugby more than ever having set up the coffee shop with John in 2014 and have something away from rugby to um, occupy my mind, spend time in. Because um, I, I enjoy my rugby more when I'm not thinking about it all the time. Because growing up, I was, I still am very dedicated, but that was all I had and it was all encompassing in my life. And having something to distract me away from that has improved my rugby. Do you egg. think it's dangerous to put all your eggs in that one? It's, it's not. It's. I think for certain people who we hold up as great examples, and Tiger Woods was always one for me because it made me laugh. Not made me laugh, but the video Tiger, trying to walk on Tiger drugs. Woods when he was at the start of his career, his dedication, his his you know his skill, his talent, and all of this, the hours he'd put in, and this narrow focus. He was ultimate, the ultimate golfer. Um, that was used as an example. Psychologists used it as an example of, of of setting goals and having a target when you're young and going for something and blah blah blah. Um, and look what that did to Tiger Woods. It messed it messed him up, didn't it? I think. I think it really. Messed He's a him great up. example, isn't he? Yeah, because it, it, he just had a massive meltdown. Lance yeah. Armstrong, really narrow focus. Everything was cycling. He was he was everything to cycling. Had a meltdown. You, you lose perspective sometimes, yeah. don't you? You, you lose, lose you lose you lose your grip on reality. And if if you're like that and you're not actually that good, then when you get spit you out good. of a rugby career, then then but, where do you go? You've got no people skills. You've got zero ability to interact in the, the, the modern world. But had you ended up been like that and and had that mindset, let's call it a champion mindset, would he have fourteen major titles to his name? Probably not. No, but that's what I'm saying. It worked. It worked for him, but there's a risk associated with it. Yeah. I think one of the best examples for me of somebody who's done it right, and this is touch wood, you know, that nothing comes out about him in the near future, mm. and I will change my Roger opinion. Roger Federer. Roger Federer. Yeah. Roger Federer. Because I look at him and I go, you know, what? He's, he's class. He's timeless. He's he, he 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 he's sort of playing a different game to everyone else. Do you want to insinuate that he's been using the same blood samples as Lance Armstrong? What was that about? No, Nothing just, comes out of it. What, what are no, you, just, you got your suspicions? No, no, I'm just saying, I don't know. It might no. have been Tiger Woods. He might be, yeah, he might be, be uh, doing yeah. a bit. Go on then, Roger Federer. <laughs> Extracurricular <go on>. activities. <laughs> no, Roger Federer, for me, has been a champion for, for such a long period of time. And without doubt, he's got uh, a narrow focus, but has mentally been resilient and strong and so good for so long that I really respect what he's done. For other people, look, you cannot have such a narrow focus. But my, like I said, I know I talk about Fran, my wife, 
a bit. She was an Olympic swimmer. She had such a narrow focus and was re- required to have such a narrow focus. His swimming was everything. You nap at this time, you eat at this time, you do this, and it's all building up to sort of a four-year cycle to the Olympics. And that, for me, is dangerous. It's a really dangerous thing. What a dangerous because, way to train your brain. Yeah, I, look, and and there's there's much more to to Francesca than than swimming, but coffee shop, swimming, great coffee shop, swimming. She attached people attach all of their identity to that part of the life, and 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 they get the, all the praise that they get is via that vehicle. And if you don't work on the other parts of your life, and and you don't have a a broader focus, and get interested in other things, and take into account the real world, I think it's a really dangerous thing. Well, you become defined by what you do, and when you yeah. stop doing that then who are you? Yeah. Like, like you could easily be John Wilkin, the rugby player, and then as soon as you finish playing rugby, it's like you, you lose yourself or you lose what you are. Yeah. The concept of self in sport is mad because you play, you're a caricature of yourself. And there's, there's countless examples of people who've gone that far into like this character, what they are. They have no fucking idea who they are. Mm-hmm. And they get so, that so you far say away you, from you're themselves. not that person. You've never been that person. Never but you, been. But you, but in, when you talk about that narrow mindset, that narrow focus, no, no, you still be narrow, fo- narrowly I, focused. I, I think at times in my career I had, but but one thing I've always done is tried to do things away from rugby. Yeah, and actually, people looking in sometimes think that's a negative, and I, and I, and me doing other things and Mark doing other things away from your rugby career is an investment in myself to 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 when my rugby career finishes. That, There's a balance between it being a distraction, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, but you can just... only play and train and uh, and think about rugby for so so many yeah. hours a day. Yeah. So what's what's the point in being, like I say, infatuated yeah. with a sport when you can only train for two three hours for a day and then you've got the rest of your afternoon to do to do what? Think about rugby again. It's yeah. just pointless. And you get yourself in trouble doing that. You you need to get away. Some of the scariest players that I've played with are the ones who cannot ever get out of. Mari Fasavalu. <laughs> no, yeah, he's scary. scary in a different way. Yeah, he just like smash your head. So, in. so, so, do you, what do you reckon? You guys will, do you reckon you guys will be all right after you finish? Yeah, no, I th- look, what I'm not saying. Look, everything's challenging. Changing life is challenging, isn't it? So it mm. doesn't matter who you are. If you, lo- you you change your job and or you six circumstances change, look, that's a challenge, isn't it? So the, the thing is, in sport, we we use transitions in sport as a big example of. You know, we need to work on, you know, making sure these people are all right. Well, in everyday life, people are losing their jobs every day, aren't they? People are moving on into different walks of life every day. It's a common problem in society. It's not a sports problem. It's just that when th- these things go wrong in sport, it's high profile and you hear about it. Mm. Like, and people who move out of sport and really struggle, like, you know, who's probably one of the highest profile, like Paul Paul Gascoigne, somebody like that who... Who was absolutely consumed by his football identity, um, and and they end up going off the rails. You know that we hear about it, but it's happening in everyday life, and people struggle with it in everyday life. And when you, you know, it's just a society thing. I, I really hope you don't go off the rails. I really hope. Who's more likely to go off the rails out of you two? We both know the answer. To that. You both pointed to each other. Mm. which is interesting honestly please don't go off the rails you don't go off the rails but in, in, in all seriousness do you, do you fear and f- fear alright inverted commas but d- does it make you anxious the the afterlife a little bit uh, probably less so since we set up um, Pot Kettle Black yeah, Manchester's favourite coffee shop um, but no seriously having something to fall back on doing stuff like this um, we just having, hang out with your friends don't you yeah. well yeah and, and 
Enjoy. talking to tens of people around the northwest. Um, but no, just doing people. stuff away from rugby. Um, yeah, it just means that you're not as um, dependent on, on one thing which well, is playing on a weekend. Yeah, and if you just round your personality off in, in life, you, you know, you can't be too far in one direction. And, it, you know, for me, that's that's where you get in trouble, isn't it? If you put all of your effort into one direction, then I think you set yourself up to fail because at times that won't go well. And I think people who can deal with the ups and downs of the career in sport and a career in sport usually have a balanced sort of family life or some sort of family support network that manages those ups and downs with them. They usually have other interests. They're not particularly one-dimensional. One-dimensional young players who come into your team cannot deal with failure or, or bad news. In fact, actually, younger people now are really bad at dealing with criticism adversity, and bad yeah. news and adversity. It's, it's a problem. And, and and I guess that obsessive nature, and you, you mentioned, if you mentioned Lance Armstrong, Sam Burgess, mm. in, in terms of the, the rugby league equivalent, someone yeah. who... What, blood you, doping? No, not blood doping. No, <laughs> no, as in the obsessive about Burgess what they're doing. Well, I think... Yeah, every, he, well, he's missed the point. No, well, you John, explained he, the point. No, no, yeah. The, the, well, the, there's well, certain, certain, There's a handful of stars in the world of sport, and there? there's a handful of... You know what I mean? There's only so many and for them narrow focus really works and, yeah. and just being completely consumed by what they do and it works and that's the right thing but setting that as an example to young sports people I think is dangerous because it can I only be a certain number of yeah. the stars so what you do he explained it very well though that was yeah. that was where well, we you were didn't really so everyone you listening just repeated yourself which doesn't it's really right. work to just repeat it for Mark a couple Sorry. of times but that's fine yeah you know, and it's, it's that what makes a what makes a champion team and player that's interesting mm. what Re well for me one thing that we've really talked about tonight which which is just huge for me is resilience and it's something in sport you cannot measure resilience to adversity resilience to poor patches within a game poor form within a season resilience to outside influences um, and a robustness to come back from bad situations like how can you measure a young athlete you get a young athlete comes in to an organisation how can you measure how resilient they are when they've experienced zero negativity or adversity in their life you can't you cannot so then you find out these lessons you know as players get going and you find out which ones fall away and which ones don't but I'm telling you now the different the only thing that separates people who are really talented really athletic or whatever but is the resilience to the adversity if you're resilient as a team and as an individual, you will get somewhere. And to get to the very top, you need to be physically good, mentally good and resilient. You can't, you know, you can get to the top and just be resilient and physically good. You can get to the top and just be mental and, and resilient. But you know what I'm saying? You, the, the resilience is underpinning. So, so everything. was the 20 year old John Wilkin who punched Terry Newton in the face and caused a massive row at, um, row, riot? At, at it was a row. Than a row. What a terrible row. More than a row. Let's have a row and then I'm going <laughs> to fucking hit you in the face, Andy Farrell. Um, <laughs> was that guy resilient and was he everything that you're saying now? That's what I'm trying to get no, to. No, have you evolved no. into this yeah, perfect no. character? No, no, I'm not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I'm not, I'm not, not saying. I'm, I'm not saying I'm those things, by the way. I just. You're better than you used to be. The one thing More I've learned is, yeah, the resilience um, that lots of great sports people show is, is often a key characteristic. Something that's overlooked. We always look at the physical assets of someone and the skill set of a player, but we very rarely measure, and you can't measure, 
how resilient and robust somebody's going to be. Under and, that's, and that's what makes a good coach is that emotional intelligence of knowing people and understanding characters because characters uh, are, are what great teams are built around. You see, you, you remember United when they won the treble, it was Roy Keane, it was Paul Scholes, it was, there was there were a plethora of like characters Kanchelskis. and winners. No, he wasn't in it. <laughs> so, yeah, characters and winners. <laughs> um, and I think that's what, what great coaches find rather than the athletes and the people that, that score and play well when it's easy. I think it's the, the people that, that turn up when the chips are down or when, when it's a really tough game. I think John Wilkin would make a great coach. I'm being serious. Mm. Do you not think, think so. Mark? I think he really would. No, I think you've got to really want to. It's, it's such a demanding job. It's full on. Yeah, you've got to watch... You've got to review and preview games and watch other teams all week and mm. study players and study other teams and techniques and it's... I'm thinking more about what the, the mindset, the thing that you've just been talking about yeah. there. The, you, you, for example, John, John, John thinks about. Yeah, you might sign. Would, would I get a game? Or would I, yeah, probably get, be on, be on the bike. Tyrone McCarthy's coming as well. <laughs> might sign. He's injured. Mate, so <laughs> is he? no. yeah. But but John thinks a lot. Uh, and I'm not. This isn't a criticism. No, he does. He's a thinker. He's a thinker. <laughs> this, isn't oh, a, this isn't a criticism of you. John's a thinker, and you know, Mark. You know, John. Um, is, John does I, breathe a lot. It doesn't strike me that you think about these things. Uh, you, you're, you're more like me. You're more like an engine just ticking over. Oh John, my god, that's just is the biggest. Put I put myself in there with you, you as know, well. All the hair jibes and all of the things that we've <laughs> that criticized the you for. Worst thing the you worst said. put down is you're just the, an engine that ticks over and don't think. <laughs> But I'm actually very deep. Actually. No, I know you are, like but a, I don't. Th- these deep. things don't like worry you. Everything pool. that John's been talking about there, they, they, they don't phase you. These, or they, don't, they don't even cross your mind. It doesn't worry you. It's not concerned for you. What, what, it? what like resilience and yeah, yeah. But jo- John talking about what you know that that sort of champion mindset to me, it just seems like you you're doing your job. You do it very well. No, <laughs> this, this isn't a criticism. This well. isn't Come on, keep criticism. going. You're doing a job. You're doing. No. Look, you, you're you're in the elite of your sport. You're playing yeah. within the top yeah. twelve teams in this country. So you are in the elite of your sport. But you don't. Things things worry John. I think John's got a very overactive brain. No, no. I think I do. I'm a deep, proper deep thinker about yeah. things. I don't. Just, I am, but I, I don't think I talk about it. I just kind of yeah, bottle think. it all up. Well, now yeah. it's time for you to let it out. No, no. I do. I. I, well, I I I struggle to sleep at night because my I can't switch my brain off because I'm thinking whether it's about coffee, rugby, uh, relationships with people. Maybe you drunk too much coffee. My, my hair. Um, but yeah, I just probably don't. Is that what? Is that about. just well, after that a game, likes, before a game, during the week? What? During the week, yeah. No, but I've got opinions, and I like to I like to think and talk about things. That's good. I'm not. This isn't a criticism. No, no, of you, not at all. No, it's a criticism of me. It's circle of trust. I've always been a deep thinker. Like since I was a kid, I've always asked questions and been inquisitive and and like. Curious. Um, I'm curious. Curious George. Yeah. By but then, um, yeah, that's probably a problem for me as well because at times I think overthink stuff and, 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 and think in depth about things too much. But but you think I underthink things? Uh, that, no, no, no. I think no. he's see, got look, what see, look, no resilience. Got, no resilience. Like a, he couldn't take the criticism. You, I'm, you, wasn't a criticism. I'm very needy. Yeah. <laughs> like me, like me, pathetic. Yeah. yeah. Superficial. On, no, he's just like, the, the, you're very happy and content. Uh, but. Um, as we found My family out, think I'm grumpy and miserable. Actually, we well, a, lot people, a lot of people think that. Yeah, I've, got, think a, I've got a resting bitch face. No, no, you're <laughs> just grumpy. That's not. not yeah, it's you are miserable and aggressive and twitchy and angry, but twitchy. we love you. Um, Despite all those things. <laughs> yeah. No, but go on. You you were going to go somewhere, and then we took the piss out of you. So go on, go get back. No, there. no, no. I don't you don't want to. Open, you I don't, don't want to talk anymore. You don't want to show anyone. Any... What about you, Will? Because obviously we talk about me and Mark a lot here. You, you've done well. You've you've got to. Um, 
you know, a really high level in broadcasting. <clears throat> like that that's no different, is it, to, to, to what we do. Like No, there's a resilience to everything, any walk of life, any job and so on. But again I, I I would just listening to you there, I certainly don't have as many of those traits as anywhere near the, the amount of those traits that you've got. And I don't and then those things don't I, I guess it, you, sometimes you don't have time to think about all those things, do you? No. Things things are moving so quickly. And you and I don't know. That's why I asked you. Do you start? Have you started thinking more like this? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe when we're at the start of the show, we talked about 400 games. Well, 400 games of rugby, which is such an emotional and it's like a visceral thing, is playing rugby league for for that amount of time and that amount of games. You learn a lot about yourself. Mm. It takes you to parts of your personality that you wouldn't normally go to. So you're not a sentimentalist, are you? No, I'm not. No, at all. No. Do you reckon you ever will be? You know, it's hard no. to hypothetically look no. at that. But you think in two years when you look back and think, do you know what? Fucking hell, four hundred and fifty, whatever it is, no, that no, is no. that. No, no, it doesn't interest me at all. This isn't just a this isn't just a front you're putting on here. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, I'm, I understand that. I think it's just a mad concept that you, you would focus on the number of appearances you've made. Not, take, no, not forget the, the number, the achievement, well, you, not the you, detail. Yeah, well, of it's, it's, there's no context with it. The, 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 yeah. You would appreciate the experiences yeah. and the memories. So, the 156th game was Bradford at home, and I scored a hat trick. A really memorable game for me. What, was it 156? No, I'm just made the number. Up. <laughs> Thought so. But look, I think the know. numbers you 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 need numbers, and we all celebrate like little landmarks in our life because we need to stop and reflect and 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 look back, and you know. I'd, it doesn't interest me. The so, that, so that's where the, the, this is what interests me because this is where you two are different. Is that I'd say Mark is is far more of a sentimentalist. Yes, I played you? six games. This no, year. no, no, not just in terms of that. In terms of your just your outlook on life, I think you're far more the way you see things is far well, more. Well, use, use an example. Um, who has more? Uh, who has more memorabilia? Who actually keeps stuff? Mm. Who well, Mark, keeps Mark, memorabilia? Mark, Mark keeps memorabilia. Mark, he brought in a bag. Mark, he brought in a bag Mark, of shirts Mark, Mark, last week. I bought some, no, some no, shirts in the back of my car to put Mark, on. Mark, everything. Just because this isn't. No, no. I'm saying use an example because I don't understand. No, what I know you're when you start twitching, you think and you start to try and be aggressive. Explain your question so I can. I just asked you straight up: Are you a sentimentalist? Do you, do you have How a sentimental you... outlook on life, on on what you've achieved, on because you have, you you both caught up in this bubble. And you forget what you've achieved, and it's maybe only when you look back in ten years' time that you think, "Do you know what? I wasn't that much of a dick." In Mark's case, um, no, I just appreciate the experiences rather than a number or a shirt or a trophy. Um, yeah, like I was going to, for example, my grand final ring from 2014 of the Super League grand final ring, which is made in gold. I was going to have melted down and used as a, a wedding ring. Insert, just, which I told you not to do. Yeah, because. That has no emotional relevance to me. My memories of playing there and, and my family we kept being it as there. The S a yeah, I could have done. Yeah, cause it's <laughs> yeah. not garish and tacky at all. Looks no. like it's from Argos, doesn't it? Yeah, but I was going to do that because I thought I'm never going to wear this ring. I might as well use it for something. But I was advised not to and to keep it. But that has no relevance to me because it's it's just a ring at the end of the day. But me, my memories and playing there and experiencing. I see my family afterwards and playing with my mates and achieving something is so much more than a ring. Mm. You don't have to be sentimental when you've got family, do you? 
because Carol, my mum, is sentimental. So she collects things and she's got a little drawer, weird drawer. Like, you know, what's, the wall it, what's of in Gaylord, Carol's drawer? The wall of Gaylord in Meet the Fuckers. She's like probably got a jock strap from like 1997. That's a great feature for next week. Yeah, what's yeah. in Carol's Here's drawer? Some used strapping. Should we call it's it now? Alan Partridge has a drawer in his uh, Linton Travel Tavern. <laughs> she likes Paul Skull. See, I'm, I'm more cut from well, Carol's cloth. Scully. More than me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Scully's got big hands, she says. And a big Adam's apple. Well, Phil's you got the, big hands, your dad, hasn't he? You, you do the rest of the map. But uh, I, that's that's me. I'm more cut from Carol's cloth. We're, we're from the same school. Yeah. I mean, she didn't go to Harrow. Well, I don't think it's just not... It's not... Um... <laughs> <laughs> French French <laughs> and Islington. She didn't We did have one girl that went to Harrow, actually. And the, yeah. the whole history of the school, one girl. Yeah. Just one girl. And she was there while I was there. Out of all the years, yeah. you're going back to Churchill's, there's one woman who was the daughter of the biology teacher. Why did she go to an all-boys school? Well, she listened because she was the daughter of the biology teacher. But why is he allowed to have special training? I don't know. Yeah. But you don't know. Well, I don't think it's in the rule book that there aren't allowed to be women. But anyway, she was there for a couple of years. She was called Avril. She was actually quite quite hot as well. But no, the sentimental side, in terms of storing things, the reason, and you talk about your Super League ring and other bits and shirts and pieces, that to me would be something that I would... You know, on a rainy day, would look at and think, and that would but that if, would spark the memories, and that would all, remind me of these. If things. there was a fire now in my house, you're not going to save. You're not going to save the dog. All, 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 <laughs> all Blarley's dead, and all of the things went. All of my shirts went, and all my grand final stuff you went. All my Challenge Cup final stuff went. I wouldn't care. Not wouldn't oh, care. I just don't get but it. That you nobody can take away my. Memory mm. of walking out of the tunnel. Well, that's what life's Rosie about. Road for the first time. Yeah. Nobody can take away the feeling of getting a phone call off Ian Millwood to tell me that I got a contract for St. Helens. Nobody can, and I can't even give that to you. I don't. I, there's no way I can tell you how that feels. Mm. Walking out at Wembley, winning the Challenge Cup final, winning a, a, grand, a grand final, winning the whatever. I cannot give you something that. A, a, a material thing that would ever ever convey how that feels to you and my journey in sport and people's journeys in sport is completely personal my memories of the sport are like beautiful um things that are that are three-dimensional mm. and, and amazing and, and the sights and sounds and smells when i smell deep heat now i get taken back to my my yep. junior rugby yep. career and Couldn't sights and sounds and smells and people. Well, so you are like, a sentimentalist. Well, so what we've just discovered no, is he not, is a sentimentalist. No, but I'm not sentimental about the numbers. I'm sentimental no, emotionally about... Emotionally sentimental. That's yeah. what I was getting at. Well, there you go then. Well. The, the, yeah, I, I, I love um, nostalgia in terms of emotion and senses and, and what that's given me. I don't think a share, a number... There's nothing remotely interesting to me about a shirt or no but that wasn't my point it was what we what you just got got to there which is what i was asking mark yeah mark the it onto sound, the yeah. super league ring and so but that was that was what's an example of it well yeah it'd be a bit weird to to play your career and then not give a shit about all you've achieved but that's that's how john was coming across to me because he no, said but i, I, I don't care I, I about the i can think of any player no, but, the, but will for example do that. The, the, the 400th game nonsense yeah no, I understand was, that. Was, but that's that's life. It was a life number. is Whereas spending what, time with people, like ex- experiencing and having memories. That's that's what life's yeah. all about. It's not about materialistic things no. or like objects that remind you of um, a grand final that you won, whether it be a shirt or a ring. It's about the experiences and, and and living it. What was more memorable? Beating Wigan on Good Friday in an amazing atmosphere where you walk out. Mal Meninga was at the game. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. Mm. Or it being a 400 game for me it was yeah. it was no competition it yeah. was the sight sound smells good friday wow that's cool i'm sentimental about that yeah you're right yeah. i get it you can't take any praise or anything as well i get it 
he's got great hair. He's got great hair. Do you yeah, like that? Yeah, he's got great so hair. So thanks. It's been, this is, this, I mean, we've still got plenty to go at, but this is, hasn't it? It's been a nice sentimental, we got to the bottom of... I don't do that. We've certainly got, should we just hold hands just for a second? Um, yeah, can I go to the toilet? Um, um, yeah. yeah, let's take a break. Mark can go to the toilet. Let's just hold hands for a It's nice, isn't it? So this is the point in the podcast where we have to say congratulations to Steve Wood Woody. and Neil McKeown, who are our two winners. What, can we ask, what is Steve Wood's Twitter handle? Uh, you put me on the spot there. It's something very weird. It's like Steve Wood and then about 85 numbers. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. <laughs> Greatest Twitter handle ever. Yeah, it's not one that's going to catch on. He's got about two followers. But anyway, John chose him as our winner last week. Congratulations to Steve. Oh, I didn't know we were picking the best well, candidate. We're, we're not. picking the best Although question. Riggy Bianchi were in touch to say, any chance you could pick someone with more than a follower would be mm. would be sort of useful um, but anyway Steve enjoy uh, Sunday lunch I don't think it is Sunday lunch enjoy lunch for four at Rigi Bianchi's great place sponsoring the podcast we call that dinner up north we don't call it lunch what is, yeah what is the difference so it's dinner, breakfast dinner and tea okay is so is it yeah. tea Tea for me is a sort of cup of tea no, no it's, go on for your tea tea and dinner is what for you dinner time is, is, is lunch time yeah dinner okay do you just, sit down to a nice just tran- dinner just translate That's lunch you sit down, sit down to, who sits down to lunch mm. anyway so congratulations to Neil, Steve. Um, and this is the point where we choose that question. You guys have been tweeting in. What makes us go, uh, God, uh, wow. Uh, mm. no. oh, that is interesting. I can't answer that one. Yeah, or, or that. And this is what we've got so far. Are you ready, boys? First one, no particular order. This was for another Stee, uh, Stee Morgan. Says, Morgs. John Mark, which position would best suit you in rugby union? Quick answers. Inside centre. Flanker. Flanker. I'm slow. Flanker. We're actually quite similar positions. All right, forward and a bat, but quite similar size. You're attributes. a flanker. <laughs> flanker. <laughs> You're my flanker. Dad, my dad was a banker. I'm a flanker. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember oh, the doing old that ones. At school? The best. I used to do that at school, yeah. Um, uh, Lee Whitnell says, what's the most creative way you've heard of clubs getting around the salary cap and what percentage of Super League clubs are truly under the cap in your opinion mm. well one of the more creative methods um, was a bank card given to players a bank card <laughs> uh, to withdraw funds um, I think also the Melbourne Storm story of where they got caught cheating the salary cap was genius where there was just a little filing cabinet in the office that nobody Nobody knew what was in there, Ooh. and the salary cap officer came around and said, could you open it up? And when they opened it up, it was just details of loads of third-party payments. And they bought Greg Inglis a speedboat, didn't they? Yeah. On the sly. You wanted it's... a speedboat. They bought <laughs> Can you imagine that? That'd be amazing for Super League. <laughs> we get, so get Michael Shenton a speedboat in Cass. Get yeah. down the canal. <laughs> I, I have heard rumours of clubs in the past employing players' wives as cleaners on 40, 50 grand a year. Even though they don't do any cleaning, but just to get it away from. Well, you employ your wife, don't you? Yeah, she works, and she works very hard at PKB. Yeah, yeah. Is that a way? Is that around tax? Is no, that a tax we thing? don't. We don't have a salary cap in in the coffee <laughs> industry. <laughs> Dave Sheldon says, uh, in keeping with the occasional class themed banter of the podcast, who is who is the poshest pro rugby league player, past or present, enjoying the podcast here in Switzerland? Keep them coming from Dave Sheldon. Big I up met Dave, Dave Sheldon. Sheldon in the coffee shop the other day. The big posh. Salford front fan. Uh, good guy. So he's not in Switzerland? No, he's, he was over for Easter and watched a couple okay, of games. The poshest also. rugby league player. Yeah, I'd say the biggest, um, the the best name that sounds posh, who you think would be without meeting him, would be Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook. Because mm. <laughs> he's, he's really got not. long hair, 
It's called Louis McCarthy Scott. He's double that. barrel. He's mm. from down south. He'd think he'd be posh, but he talks a little bit like that. Chino wearing Liam Botham. Oh, yes. As Liam man. Botham. Liam Botham. As well, you, were, you were Chino's. Ian's nephew. Ian, Ian Botham's nephew. Son. son. Is it his son? Yeah. Okay. So his nephew. You, what, why do you bring up chinos? You were chinos. No, quite I just, a lot. I, when I bumped into him, he had chinos and a, a checked shirt. You wear chinos and bought shoes quite often. Yeah. Well. Steve Woods messaged in again. Yeah. 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 Steve W O three one five seven six five four eight. Mm, catchy. <laughs> it's catchy, isn't it? <laughs> that's a real. <laughs> that's a real account. <laughs> but anyway, he says Go most on. equipped teammate in the showers. Oh, that's that's always a question. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Um, Luke Burgess. Hmm. No. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Or Cox. Um, I never played with him. I played against Richie Barnett Jr. He played at Warrington, and in the academy we are, we played under twenty ones our reserves, and he was he wasn't playing for the first team, so we had shared showers, and he was quite impressive. Yeah, mm. John. No. Um, don't say me just because I'm sat here. No, I'm not going to say you. No. <laughs> you can, you can if you want. If, no, I'm not. No. Well, on that note, who's got the smallest cock in Super League? Kyle Lemore. <laughs> <laughs> Who does a fantastic impression of Tyson Fury. It does. If I mean, that is worth... That, for yeah, me, is worth go. another clap. The second well clap done. of the podcast. Absolutely. Well Carl Abel. Congratulations. Outstanding. It doesn't, does it? Uh, squid. This one says... As a fan- squid? <laughs> <laughs> you should see his picture as well. Oh, my God. Squiddy. Squid. Big Kurt Hughes, 85, he's called, but squid for short. Um, as, a, as a fan of rugby league and the NBA, my question would be, in Super League, who would win a rugby league? Hashtag rookie of the year. Who has had the best debut season this year? He says, I'm saying Danny Richardson. Yeah, Danny Richardson, although he did play last year. Are we asking if he's going to just agree to his answer? He's, no, he's just given us a, an option. He's given uh, us who, his, else, who else has had opinion. a great rookie season, Mark? What, on the eight or nine games we've played? Yeah, yeah. well, you, you've played two, but yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, Everyone else played has played five. eight or played nine. very well in all five. Yeah, so who? So who? Um, Danny Richardson's top of the pile at the moment, eh? Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, we agree with your answer. Okay, or so. Jack Walker from Leeds, full-back. I think he's a class player. I actually think he's insane. He, he really good young full-back. Like, he'll be top of top of his game. Top of the tree? Top of the tree. But, you know, average question, but um, great great name, Squid. So Squiddy. Keep them coming, Squid. Steve Woods tweeted in again. Now, oh. This makes me believe that Steve Wood might actually be the owner of Arigi Bianchi. Uh, we've only got two followers. He's so. got two followers, but he's, we're secretly awarding him, you know, and then they're not, therefore not oh, paying. Do you see what I mean? See where you're coming from that. Anyway, Steve, we, we do, Steve, as of next week, you can only have one question, okay? Top five Super League sides ever. We all know John will put Saints 2006 as number one in brackets. Can't take up the prize, but uh, you can still credit me with the best question if you want, fellas. Okay, I'll start. Go on. Salford 2018. Okay, pathetic. Mark, um, John? Um, Leeds... 2009 yeah he was in that team oh no. it was just all the boys was it no when were the best 13 14 13 oh 8 I think 8 Bradford Bradford 2004 2005 3 4 yeah. 3 4 yeah. they beat yeah. West Tigers World Club Challenge in when Stuart Field no one could tackle Stuart Fielding Wigan when they Wigan, had Jeff, Jeff Lima and they had Michael Maguire was Michael there Maguire. that was 2010-11 uh, Warrington no, they, never, they never won it though did they? No, they, they won Challenge know. Cups no. 
That's uh, five. That when Huddersfield won the league. <laughs> do you remember that? that was when was that? <laughs> don't know. That was a few yeah. years ago. Wasn't it? I wasn't born. Um, no, what, three years ago? This one from SE, Green Bay Saint. When Will Perry starts to annoy you in these podcasts, who would you like to replace him with? Anybody. Um, if we had a choice. Well, that's what SE, Green Bay Saint said. Yeah, probably. Steve-O. Alan Carr. Alan Carr, chatty man. Mm. And Steve-O. Yeah. For, for Mark. Uh, Kieran Proudfoot says, if you were forced to retire tomorrow, oh, this one's topical, what one thing would you have wished that you have done that you didn't? I assume that's on the pitch. Um, one thing. Pull Earl Crabtree's hair. <laughs> I used to always look at it and think, I'd just love to just give that a really good yank. John, have you done that? I think so, yeah. Sounds about right. Um, lift the trophies, Captain. Oh, okay. And yours is as serious as Pull Earl Crabtree's hair. Yeah, lift a trophies, captain. Okay, <laughs> you can't just come on, you can't just copy John, but that's why I always do. Sam that's Crossley, right. he's my hero. Sam, I know he is. Sam Crossley says, if you could swap a teammate for someone from the other team, from from another team, who would you swap? Well, I'm going to change. This. Swap I'd swap a teammate for just to have pockets in our training shorts. Do you know? Because some days we haven't got pockets in shorts. You know, nice zipped pockets. What would you put in there? Um, well, so what are you swapping? We're swapping a player, are we? Yeah, are but you, yeah. what I'm saying, I don't want to swap for another player. I'm willing to swap one of our players for, for zipped pockets in training. Who would you swap? Oh, that's who, a good who, trade. Who would that Who's, be out of the squad? Who Kyle Amor um, again? Yeah, probably <laughs> Kyle Amor. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark, do you want to answer the, the question seriously? If you could swap a teammate for someone from the other team, who would you swap for another team? Um, I'd probably take James Roby. So swap for who? And who would you swap for? Well, one of your hookers. You'd think I'd pick one, one of my hookers, out. but I'd probably pick Tyrone McCarthy because he <laughs> sometimes plays instead of me. <laughs> okay, a lot so of I get time. rid of him. A lot of the time. Wait, do it. Dan says, um, this is Dan Heyman, says, if there was one rule you could bring into or change in rugby league, what would it be? I would get rid of scrum. Mark? Well, I can't say get rid of the scrum, can I? Uh, I'd have suit. I'd have video referee at every Super League game. Um, Stu M Thanks. has gone with the same question, which we've already answered. Sorry, Stu. Which player, past or present, was the longest in the shower? Uh, P Macca says, "Why is Mark Percival on the podcast logo?" And he's put a picture of um, John Wilkin, who, who we think looks more like a young George Michael. Mm, wow. <laughs> George Michael. What do you wham. think of that, Mark? No, I think Mark he looks Percival. more like. It looks George like Michael. you've got. Who's the guy? Ryland, Ryland Clark, Clark. That's me in the middle. George Michael off Wham, and you, <laughs> but, but with her. And just yeah. just more insight into John Wilkins' weird brain and setup in the evenings. He he takes the picture, and has been slowly sort of putting deficiencies on it. You know, giving me wrinkles, giving making you balder. He's been slowly and doing and putting stop it back, doing it though. We've, we've, putting it back on we've iTunes. Done a, we've done a truce because <laughs> I kept putting a, a massive mole on his face because it's, it's just large. It's not the massive, in the room. It? The elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant mole. Imagine if there was an elephant. Is in it the bigger room. than? Is it bigger <laughs> than Enrique and Grazie? How that would be weird if there's an elephant down there. A rabbit yeah. in the headlights. <laughs> what a wanker! Uh, Mark says, "Not you, Mark." Uh, Mark back. <laughs> Mark Buckborough. 
<laughs> what did John and Mark think of turning the magic? I like this one. Turning the magic weekend into a nines tournament consisting of the twelve Super League teams and four Championship clubs. Limit the number of senior players so youngsters get a little exposure. Exposure. Uh, round robin format plus winning club takes a cash prize. Great idea. Monkey tennis. <laughs> M62. Inner city sumo. Cooking in prison with Chaz and Dave. <laughs> Alf Ramsey's porn dungeon. Coming up the rear of Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> I need to. Um, Elephant mold. I think that's. <laughs> that's no, come on, give it a serious. It's a good question. So give it a serious answer. I I. Um, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't think. I I oh. dump. I dump the magic weekend. Um, I I think it just distorts the fixture list. A nines competition, yes. Pre-season nines competition. Yes, they do yeah. that. They did. They did the Auckland nines in the NRL. However, I think it'd be tough to do a nines competition on wet, muddy fields in January. Oh, let's do it somewhere nice then. I'm angry. Well, go Dubai we nines in January. Yeah, never going to happen. Okay. We're watching the TV at the moment. Liverpool has gone two 0 up against Manchester City, so not happy with that. <laughs> the mood has gone rather sour. Oh, but let's carry on. Captain Jibbers says John Mark. Big fan, Captain Jibbers. He, he, lo- he is a big fan. These, all these people, I don't think these actually real, they were very strange pictures on Twitter as well. But it says, John Mark, uh, you get an invitation from the Queen to receive the most excellent order of the British Empire, otherwise known as MBE, very good, I knew that. Uh, for your contributions to sport. But only you two realise that Buckingham Palace has made a mistake. Would you keep quiet and collect the MBE or would you let them know, Mark? I want a bit more information. What kind of mistake have they made? Do we deserve <laughs> it? Do we not deserve the it? <laughs> Do we deserve the MB? Do we not deserve it? Just made, it that, made a mistake. But how like have we that, found it out? But would it be like that really uncomfortable when that guy came on BBC News to talk about, they thought they were interviewing oh, the best, the best te- BBC technology, news interview. technology expert, but it was just a random guy who knew nothing about technology. <laughs> he's a taxi driver. He was, was being asked about <laughs> he's it. He's a taxi and driver. His, his answers are absolutely <laughs> genius. The best thing is he started to answer the questions. That's the best. Do you know what? Whenever I'm feeling down, in the dumps oh, amazing. it's the best interview it's, I just watch it and I, so, so he was actually a taxi driver waiting to pick someone up from the news <laughs> channel he stumbled into the BBC <laughs> news studio and starts answering questions he was he was an uh, African guy didn't speak much English and they brought, and then they literally said so like I think he had a similar name that was it and then they brought him into the studio and mic'd him up put makeup on him so I mean they was they, Aston, Aston on TV is when they put a little thing on the bottom with his name Aston him as this guy expert from Apple started asking him the questions and even the presenter after two questions was still convinced it was this guy and he started to give real answers Answers, even though yeah. you knew nothing about Amazing. the subject. But can you imagine doing that but at Buckingham Palace? <laughs> so, Mark, fantastic contribution. <laughs> That's uh, what my dad might have done. Yeah, no. Was that, was that legit? No, I think he yeah. got it for real. Um, I wanted to ask John, says Phil Houghton. Or he might be a Houghton, who knows? But um, what did Big Mal say to the team before the match on Friday? He, um, was there, wasn't he? A bloody good game, lad. Just he, go out there and give it to him, mate. He just came in, stripped down to his speedos. Um, Very hairy, I and he, he flopped ten cans of Victoria Bitter, and uh, a very hairy, chunky man, and said, "Just go beat him, lads." Simon Brunt, who's the hardest player you played against? Also, who's harder, John or Mark? Um, Simon Brunt is the one. If you look at his profile picture, it's him and Tyson Fury. It is, or is he that Carl Amor? He works in Reese, oh, and that, all he's bothered about is who's hard. Okay, well, answer the question. Uh, we don't need to know where he works. I'm yeah. harder than John. Data privacy. Hardest person I've played against. John? Don't know. Hardest person you played against? Uh, Solomon Hamona. Yeah, he could pass. Um, he, he, 
actually no Ruben Wiki. I played against New Zealand at Wellington at the Caketon, which is the windiest city I've ever been to. Wellington, by the way, Ruben Wiki. What they do there is they pick the cricket square up and drop a piece of turf in the middle, so it's like removable the cricket square, and the piece of turf that they put in is rock solid. And he picked me up and dropped me on my head on there, knocked me out. And he, he was just like concrete on the field. I don't know if you can fight. It's different. What do you mean by hard? That's what I mean. He's, he's, he's hard as in obsessed what? with it. Hard as in brings a flick. Uh, listen, don't shoot the messenger. Shoot Simon Brunt in the head if you want to okay. kill the messenger. Yeah. Or don't actually kill him. No. Then we'll, be, then we'll have a problem. But um, this one, this might be my favourite so far. Paul Swift. Which Swifty. sportsman from another sport would you like to play rugby against and smash into middle of next week? Luis Suarez. Because he dives all the time. He's racist. Very racist. Racist pig. And did he bite somebody? A couple of people. Yeah, he bit, three bit, people. bit a few people. He bit someone at Ajax. He bit um, Branislav Ivanovic at Chelsea. And he also bit someone else I can't remember. But he bit three Yeah, so people. I'd love to just tackle him and then just rub his face in the mud and say, uh. John? Uh, Steve Davis. The snooker player, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 not the Southampton midfielder. I think he's, I think he's really interesting. I like no, it. I'd, I'm joking. I'd love to just put someone in to, completely out of context. Stephen Murphy, Look, John, answer the bloody question. Oh, Stephen Murphy, is he the big snooker player? Yeah, yeah the cheated. big head. He's got yes. a bigger head than Sam yeah, Burgess. Stephen Murphy. I did yeah. question as well. Stephen Murphy. <laughs> His name's Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. <laughs> uh, Sean Murphy. What, what Matt Dawson? No, no, he's Hold fine. on, so why should, because Sean Murphy might be listening to this, why Why Sean Murphy? I don't think Sean Murphy will be listening to this. I've seen Sean Murphy in Manchester before, so I'm in the living room actually a few weeks ago. Mm. So in your you, living room? You, what was you Sean Murphy doing in your living room? You went to the living room a few weeks ago. In the living room. You went to the living room. Yeah. Back, no one goes there. It's back on, mate. living room's been had a, a refurb. Who's your there with? Renaissance. Your girlfriend? Uh, just some, someone. It's a girl. You've not got a girlfriend. Anyway, so Sean Murphy's your genuine answer. Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy and Luis Suarez. Bizarre. Jonathan Duncan, best on field brawl that you've been involved in, and also. Who's filled you in? I'm sure in an on-field is, fight. Um, Actually, I'll take I'll take that out of that last bit for you, Jonathan. Because who's fi- just filled you in in general? It who's filled on, me? It in might it? be in, on the on the pitch. It might no, be. no, filled. I've never yeah, filled me in on the field. Who's filled me in? Terry Newton. Who's not filled him in? Two people. Terry Newton filled you in. Uh, Terry Newton and Keith Seney probably filled me in. I'd say that there would be the two that stand out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyone filled you in off the pitch? No. And I'll fucking fill you in. So that was was that your attempt to be um, I don't really get involved with skirmishes on the field. No, well, you, cause you're look, because it's just an engine that's just ticking over. Bless you never get near, you never quite get near the balls, do you? You're always like you're running over like a piece of cake. Under 15s was a big brawl when I played for Higginshaw Eagles, and I went in to deck someone, and then this deck. stocky lad from Oral St James absolutely <laughs> smashed me from mm. the side. And then since then, I'm just not really bothered. So whoever that was, thanks, mate. One of the worst ones I've seen was Sean McGuinness at the Magic Weekend. Oh, punched pathetic. Chris Tucson. Uh He was playing for us. He no longer plays professional rugby league. Um, he punched him from the side. He sideswiped him. It was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Cowardly. Were, were you playing? Uh, no, I think he was injured. Yeah. <laughs> um, SE, another question. It says, question, exclamation mark. Wow. Just so we know it's a question, uh, which is good because... Uh, it you could just think put it's a, question. a question mark at the end. Of it. <laughs> he yeah. actually didn't put a question mark at the end. But <laughs> the irony. <laughs> the irony. Wow. God. This head around that one. <laughs> I phased you. Uh, why is the prize for the best question of the podcast not a meal for four at PKB with it being such a wonderful place to eat? I think he's, he's, what he's trying to do here as well. He's actually trying to... Oh, do you know what? Oh, maybe just because we we're not as well, good as Cafe Bar. What will, um, 
You're going to throw something in? Go on. Oh, no, 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 no. We need to discuss this first. We'll do... Yeah, we'll do lunch for four. Okay. For the second best question. Oh. That's Pot Kettle Black. Okay, excellent. That's very nice. Um, Ben Aitken says, following on from your conversation on nights out, what's the best, worst, most outrageous team initiation you have been involved in or know of? I don't. I we it, don't really do that. No, initiations are a, a, a middle upper class sort of activities for me. On on a bus, you've got to sing a song or you've got to you've got to drink a pint of Guinness in one or you know something. We don't really do them. I, actually, though, I'm talking absolute nonsense. Hulk KR. When I first played Hulk KR, go on then. Tell us a story, well, John. We used to, and this is really bad. This could be like a bit like Operation U Tree. Um, <laughs> the, the the senior pros got the younger lads to the back of the bus and and, and threatened. With pants around ankles to force a bottle of Budweiser up your bottom. <laughs> Were you one of those young boys? I was one of said young boys. Was it put inside you? So what no, was the no, threat? They, 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 well, it was just show me was, on the doll where they it, where they touched you. <laughs> it was just they held you down and sort of, and the the Budweiser uh, at the thicker end was was held. So they sexually abused you. Um, I don't think I'm putting a complaint in there. No. So can you name some names here? No. <laughs> so they threatened they said oh we're going to do this if you joke. don't and look how much you squirming trying to not I think looking back what I should have done yeah, what a shit out squirming what I should have oh, done what an idiot. take the whole bottle you know what, squirming you know what, you know what he's not really going to play with the heads if it, I've just gone yeah bring it on lads yeah. <laughs> did they spit on the bottle before they stuck it in your ass? I think we next next yeah. question Mark. Um, that's actually all, Mark your answer to that one never had an initiation never an initiation no, no. Uh, or an initiative um that's the end of the questions actually so uh, can we pick a winner out of those questions I've got an idea but it's your can you repeat the questions to us back the the longest in the shower one is not getting anywhere near it because it's just the same it's the same question you get asked at every rugby league forum ever Um, let's have a think think? which which do you think was the best I actually like which sportsman from other sports yeah that's mine that's mine have we agreed on that there we go we've got a winner Who, who asked it uh, let me just find Do you have it enough here. followers for Rigi Bianchi to be happy? Uh, yeah, they'll More be fine. Two. Uh, Paul Swift, Swift who's at Paul Swift one, the second place. So sorry, Paul Swift has won lunch for four. Rigi Bianchi's will be the second one. Is Captain Gibbers. Gibbers? Captain Gibbers, correct? Because two reasons. I, I like his name. Secondly, I think he's based in London, so he's probably not going <laughs> to come up and redeem said prize. So Captain uh, Gibbers, welcome in PKB. <laughs> Captain Gibbers, Gibbers, I'll come down to meet the, you, Captain uh, Gibbers. Virgin, well. no, no, no. Virgin Pendolino from Houston it's got to is be redeemed about within a week. <laughs> 75, 75 quid times yeah. four, two fifty. The meal's going to cost you forty, oh. and um, look. It's probably not worth your time. Yeah. But thanks for the question. Stay in London, Jibbers. And a better tagline than tagline than Woodsy. Um, Rugby League, room 101 for the week. The Sin Bin, what is going in? Always a chance to put Nigel Wood's trousers in there. Uh, Earl Crabtree's hair. Just a couple of suggestions. Mark Flanagan. Mark? John? That was weird. What happened there? I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I'm just going to put Mark Flanagan's prolonged it was like, silence. That was like room his contribution to episode one to nine. <laughs> Ten as well. So you're not putting anything in the, the I'm bin. St- I'm thinking. Okay, put me John, on the spot John Wilkin. I'm going to put Stuart Cummins on the Sky oh, coverage. Okay, why? Um, not nothing against Stuart. I think he's great. Like 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 him as a bloke. Great. Why, why do you like him as a bloke? Why is he great? Well, he's just. I've done a few bits of Sky. He's fine. He's good. He's I nice just guy. don't think we should have a prominence of referees on the 
presentation side of the game is my own belief i understand the reasons why what, sorry you, you, but the, surely that's just in you know more in-depth analysis into decisions but into the way in, the game is, we're is in de- played in, are we analyzing the game or the referee's performance but, I think we spend okay. far too long in rugby league yeah. concentrating on refereeing decisions when ultimately we should just get on with things. And if the decision's that controversial, it's that controversial that we know it's controversial, we don't need to explain it. Mm-hmm. But when you start looking at the minute sort of details and decisions that go wrong, minutes are passing. I agree with this because sometimes on Sky's coverage, they'll repeat um, on television an error over and over again to see who knocked it on, what went, ha- what went wrong. But there'll be a great bit of skill before that. It'll be a flick pass, or it'll be a great break, or a great pass, and they won't emphasise the great skill. They'll emphasise the error. It's not just Sky because I was at a meeting with the BBC, and the BBC were talking about the video referee talking through a video ref's decision on on the footage. Mm. So they were saying, "Oh, we love it that a video referee gets to talk over." the coverage and say look what I'm looking for here can we have another angle let's see if it's a try or it looks like it's going to be a try Try. or it's a try try. it's a try he's definitely got it down it's going to be a try can we see another angle and then all of a sudden you go to the big screen they go oh it's a try try. like which I just think is mad What, what it should be is oh look he's looking to see if he's grounded it he obviously isn't happy. He's looking for another angle. We don't know what the decision... The point of the video screen is it should be jeopardy and you don't know what the answer's going to be. But um, I think the less we bring... Referees, refereeing a game's tough enough. We don't need to bring them into the coverage too much. I've thought of one. I don't like K-tape, it's called. It's the black or the, it's the tape that goes on the back of your hamstring or an injury that's supposed to... Gareth Bale wore it on the back of his neck. Yeah, oh, it's just like electro tape. Yeah, yes, yeah. Can I think it's shy. I think it's pointless. Balotelli used to wear it, didn't he? In football, yeah, I've, I've, just, I've, I've used it before. I think it's rubbish. And I see it's a lot. It's nonsense. Of it's like it's like breathe easies. Yeah, the Fowler nasals. used to wear on his nose. Little yeah. plasters, pointless. Robbie Paul used yeah. to wear one. You know why Fowler wore them on his nose? Why is that? Well, because he had um, hay fever. Uh, oh, did he? All his career? I didn't. Even in winter, on, you don't know the story about it. Anyway, no, go on. Do you tell us another week? Do you tell us um, One thing we will do is next week we're going to throw in a prize for the person who can guess to the nearest centimeter the collective circumference of all of the four Burgess brothers' heads. Mm. So that's putting all the heads together. They've all measured their heads. So we've all got the answers here in front of me. Where, no, where, they haven't. Which, yeah, they have. You've start, Will started a WhatsApp group with, he got all the numbers of the, the lads from me, uh, asking for their head girth, and they've not replied. They have all replied, so. And they've all replied yeah. the same so answer because they've not done it. In your fucking ass. All right, you don't know the answer. I do, because I've got, don't it, know I've the got it on my phone. Because the sportsman said they just typed in a number. I've got it it's on fine. my phone. It's fine. Okay, well, if they're going to lie to me, then... Well, they've lied to you, mate. Anyway. They don't know you. It's fine. <laughs> I'll ask them. I'll ask them if you want. Okay, you ask them, mate, if that's what, it's, if well, if that's what you want to do. You ask no, them. No, yeah, if you want to. Mark, we've protected <laughs> over his friends. <laughs> no, it's just... We've learned a lot about... horse, but you're just a little presenter. Playing these puppets. What I would say about this episode is we've learned a lot Just enjoy the talent that you're speaking to. Don't scratch an abrasion. Haven't we learned a lot about Mark, John? Was that Mal Meninga saying that? No, it was Travis Burns. Aggressive. Travis Burns, when he got mad, he, he, he you don't scratch an abrasion, <laughs> mate. <laughs> anyway. And then he made um, his, his son ride a very small horse on Instagram. Even though it's two. Yep. Booking Bronco. And anyway. there we go. Uh, that is the end of episode 10. Don't forget to download the podcast from iTunes, Podbean, or your podcast provider. Leave a review. Follow us on Twitter. And hopefully next week, Mark won't be 
as sensitive and edgy and aggressive. Not thanks, gonna, everyone. Not going to happen. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Thanks.